Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I just never get tired of that song with my Mel McDaniel, huh? You know when it really sounds good when you're at an LSU game and they play it on the loudspeaker. Beautiful song. Louisiana Saturday night. We're here Louisiana Saturday mornings in our 31st year. Glad you decided to spend some of your time this weekend with us. Well, looking back at the week, we have the first tropical storm of the season behind us now. What impact to the coastal fishing is it going to leave behind? Uh, There's some compromised infrastructure out there, but no major damage that I could find. Uh, Is the fishing going to improve? Sometimes this happens when you get those saltwater surges. We're about to find out because we're going to be talking to our host of field staff and getting up-to-the-minute reports for you. By the way, today and tomorrow, only two days to fish in Louisiana free. No license required as part of the celebration of National Fishing Week. Now, you do have to abide by all the regular rules and regulations, so make sure you have a copy of that booklet with you or go online and check it all out if you're going to be out there fishing but as far as your license residents non-residents i guess even uh, uh space aliens can fish with no licenses only today and tomorrow and then your license will expire at the end of the month they all expire on june 30th and they are on sale now for your 2020 21 license well, we've got a Father's Day celebration coming up, and uh, if you want to honor Dad and give him a really nice gift, how about a fishing charter trip? And you get to go with him, too. Uh, if you've been thinking about chartering and you really have never done it, don't know how to go about it, uh, we're going to be joined by the Louisiana Charter Boat Association Director Richard Fisher a little bit later on. And if you have any questions about charter fishing that pop into your mind, text those to me at our new text line, 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy, and I will pass those along to Richard to get you some answers on it. Also, if you're going to be planning on fishing on the near islands, uh, know that there are some restrictions in place before you head out there. I'll run down that for you when we come back from the break. And, you know, one of the most commonly asked questions I've been getting lately is, what changes and when will they happen to our speckled trout regulations? Uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, the long-term surveys are showing that the population is down. They need to take some action to bring it back to safer levels. And this week, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries sent out a questionnaire, a survey, 
about what your preferences are as far as making creel and size limit changes. And in doing that, they're kind of giving you a little sneak preview. And, and I'll run down what those are. You've got some choices they want you to say as far as what you would like to see, what you believe will, will – well, they say all of these scenarios will bring the population back. It's just a matter of which one we're going to use. The Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commissioners will be the people who will vote on that with your input, with the input from the biologists. So this is your chance to participate in it. But more importantly, you'll get to see what it might look like. I'll run down those a little bit later on for you. If you got that survey, let me know. And if you filled it out, please do if you get it. I think it's very important. Oh, we also have a bad boy story. <laughs> what would an outdoor show be without it? This week we got a man who uh, drew Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries agents to his home by killing a deer out of season. But when they arrived, well, they found a little more than they expected. And it's not good news for this Simsboro, Louisiana, senior citizen. That story is coming up. Don't forget, we love you. Hear your text, 504-260-1870. That is a new text number. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what your plans are for this weekend. Also, your questions and comment and any info you'd like to pass along to share with our audience, you're welcome to do that. All right, looking at your coastal marine forecast today, offshore east winds 10 to 15. They're calling for one to two foot seas. I certainly hope that happens. Uh, then if you're going to be fishing the interior lakes and bays, those east winds are 10 to 15, going to present a light chop for you. Tomorrow, continued east winds 10 to 15 offshore, which could kick seas up to around four feet. Inside, absolutely gorgeous. East wind 5 to 10, smooth conditions. Tide a little bit lighter than I'd like. You've got an average tide range of about a half a foot. Some areas are going to see a little more, some a little bit less. But, boy, this is uh, very unique to get this cool front that we've been enjoying. Mornings are pretty chilly. Bring a jacket if you're going to be running out before dawn. Uh, it's going to get hot today, but you can always take that jacket off and store it. But uh, it's going to be a little chilly ride out there for some of you this morning. All right, we're going to be right back after this time out. Told you what we're going to talk about. Let's get it done. Robbie Campo, Shell Beach is up next. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's start off down in St. Bernard Parish. Uh, where they had a little bit of high water last week, but uh, no really terrible damage or harm. A lot of cleanup from some mud and grass. Let's find out what happened at Campos Marina for Robbie Campo at Shell Beach. Robbie, when we went off the air last week, we were getting ready to brace for that uh, tropical storm, uh, Crystal, that came in. How did it treat you down there? I know the water was, it's a reminder, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to put water across roads and in, under camps and raise, get, get boaters some problems down there. What, what was the, the total uh, assessment? Well, well, Don, we got about three and a half feet on the highway. Uh, it almost came in a little office that we got across the street. Um, it, it didn't get in it, but it was, it was tapping the floor. I'll promise you. Um, one of my little buildings got wet. My little camps got wet. But uh, other than that, I mean, we came back to, you know, a, a minimal cleanup, um, which, thank God, because usually we get loaded with uh, that balsa grass, you know, pythene grass and, you know, everything else that goes along with it, uh, snakes and so on and so on. <laughs> we didn't have any of that stuff this time. And uh well straight cow down they got calm for a day or so and uh they caught they caught trout in the lake, but man, then this front then we get a front comes through, it's been blown out of the north since Wednesday. So uh that shut the trout bite down and so, you know, most of our guides that's been fishing has been fishing redfish, you know, and uh up in, in Biloxi Marsh and they've been doing pretty good, you know, so 
Um, uh, you know, and they've been bringing in that mixed box with a freshwater catfish or two and a couple bass. So um, I would say if you're going to come fishing today, you know, uh, look, just go look for go get in that either behind the dam in the midst of go um, or up in the Biloxi Marsh and, you know, try to get tucked out this wind a little bit and uh, and go fish some redfish because I, I think your, your chances of going to catch trout on the outside are, you know, going to be, you know, it, it's blowing here pretty good right now. It's probably blowing 10 miles an hour or better, right, you know, out to north here right now. So um, if it was me today, I think I'd be going target redfish. But if you got the trout niche, I would hit the Mr. Go on the backside of the dam and head down to the rocks and fish that Mr. Go from the dam going out. They've been catching some really big fish. I'll tell you what, Don, I weighed in some really, really big fish, uh, you know, in a star tournament weigh-in for uh, right right around that dam. These guys caught in kayaks, man. It was unbelievable. It's hard to see some of the trout that's coming off this channel. Uh, but, you know, on both, actually on both sides of the dam. So um, it's a place to go target a big one if that's what you're looking for. So, uh, but other than that, uh, bait situation, Don, we got, you know, how it is with, with high waters. You got, you get a load of rotten water that comes out the back up the floor salt and all that other area behind Reggio. That, that all drains out through this bayou here. And uh, and uh, 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 we've been having a really hard time keeping our bait alive. So if you're coming down and you're going to be a little bit late this morning, make sure you stop on Paris Road. Because <laughs> we just can't keep, we just can't keep them li- enough live. That's you know, it just can't do it. And two boats working, working two trips, three trips a day, and just can't keep up. They, you know, they're dying as fast as we catch them. So, um, if you if you're coming down this morning and you're running a little bit late, I would definitely stop at Bait Inc. or uh, the old golf hall at Marina and um, and scoop you up some bait. There's no reason you should be without it. Everybody has a chance to get it. Stop and get some. Uh, with that said, Don, that's our report for the week. That's a, that's not bad. I just need that wind to lay down a little bit. Robbie, I want to remind people that you are a CCA uh, star weigh-in station, too, and you mentioned you got some nice trout in there from the kayakers, so uh, they can weigh any fish in any category at your place. So if they got one and need to get it officially weighed, they can bring it there to you. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And, uh, Oh, and another thing, Don. I, I think I told, I think I texted you this. You, some a caller had uh, texted you last week about the seafood market at Delacro. That's going to be on the twentieth. I think that that's next Saturday, right? If if I'm not mistaken, that is on the twentieth. That is June. well, good. Yeah. So I um, had several people I, asking I about that. I'm out. glad you I, got that. Yeah. I did. I told you I would find out. So I mean, you know, I, I just didn't. They didn't. They wasn't sure if they were going to do it or not. Then they said, "Yeah, we're going to do yeah, it." So right. there it is, June twentieth. So and that, it'll be at the Delacro Pier. There's a pier right there on the right, water. Right. Get your seafood right. right from the water. Yeah, it's a great event. It's great. It's like a, a a seafood farmers market, I guess you call it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, like I said, if you're coming down here this morning, hang that left at that bridge. Avoid the long lines, people. Come on down and see us. We're going to get you in the water, get you fishing. All right, sounds good, Rob. Take care, my friend. We'll see you soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. All 
All righty. Robbie Campo, Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. Yeah, they got everything cleaned up, got bait, got ready to go. Just going to have to be a little careful. Boy, I tell you what, I saw some fish that came in from uh, the islands, but, of course, they flew out there. Uh, Lau Panapinto has been posting some pictures out there, and if you could just get out there, I know they'd be there. But maybe tomorrow if these winds die down. All right, thank you all for the text messages. I see Paul Patty. He's down at the camp in Reggio celebrating old Tom Dunn, 75th birthday. And in honor of that, he's smoking two pork butts, three venison roasts, uh, going to fry some fish, seafood gumbo, and ball crabs. Is that all, Paul? Is that all you got? Come on. In honor of Tom Dunn. Well, I love that see Tom. All right. Happy birthday, Tom. And thanks for checking in, Paul. Check in with us at that text message, 504-260-1870. We're back with some of your messages. Also, if you fish down in Terrebonne Parish, uh, got some access restrictions if you're going to be headed down to Whiskey Island, Raccoon Island, down in that area. I got the info for you coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, if you haven't heard, uh, you do not need a fishing license to fish today and tomorrow in Louisiana, whether you're resident, non-resident, doesn't matter. You can fish from the bank, you can fish from a boat, no license required, but all other regulations are in effect. Uh, Our friends over in Alabama, they have today only, they have a one-day free fishing day, that would be today. Mississippi had theirs hmm, last weekend. Well, you can't. You don't know when you set the dates which the weather's going to be, but hopefully that uh, worked out at least for some folks who got the fish on the inside. All right, I uh, mentioned uh, there's some access to our Aldenir, the, the refuge out there off of Terrebonne Parish. There's some restrictions that are now in place. Wildlife and Fisheries wanted me to pass this along. Uh, public access uh, by any means to the exposed lands area and land areas on Whiskey Island, Wine Island, East Island, and Raccoon Island. Raccoon Island. Uh, it's prohibited now because of it's, it's bird nesting season, and they are restricting access to it. Now, you can fish next to it. You know, that's fine if you pull your boat up next to it. But boat traffic in any waterways, <clears throat> excuse me, that go into the interior, that's prohibited. You can fish from a boat along the shore, or you can actually wade fish uh, out there in the water but not go on the land itself. And they also put a note on here. Littering is prohibited. Do we really have to tell? I guess I guess we do need to tell people that. And they say, "Well, I littered, but there was no there was no litter prohibition sign. I didn't see anything said no litter." Ah, <laughs> oh, people, you gotta love them. All right, we got a request on our text line at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. How's the fishing at the train trestles like Pontchartrain? We shall find out. About six ten, Mike Gallo is going to join us, and we'll get his take on that. Uh, let's see. We also had, oh, uh, I talked about, and I'm going to tell you this after the next break. Uh, I got the survey for the preference for speckled trout, and I got a text message. Someone asked if they didn't get it in the email, can they go to a website and do it? Yes, you can. It is open to the public. There's two ways they're doing it. They took a random sample of 10,000 Louisiana licensed fishermen, but there's also a, another version of the questionnaire that is available to the general public, so I strongly suggest you participate. This will be your best way to have your preference and your choice known to the people who will be making the decision. All right, we have uh, this one. Uh, oh, yeah, here's a report. Whacked a trout yesterday in Hopedale. Got a beating from the wind. I bet you did. But the trout were hungry. Took it to the barn with a full box of trout. That's our friends at Team Lastall. Always ends his text with greater pride. Uh, Justin in the wildlife, uh, Gentilly Wildlife Refuge area. Says he's got a friend retiring, and he asked, what are you going to do? 
He said he's going fishing. A Louisiana would say that. That's what I'm going to do. When I finally retire, I'm going to go fishing and hunting. Sound like a good plan? Yep. All right. Um, I did want to mention, too, we've got a, a, a really big fishing event coming up uh, close to the end of the month. It'll be June 25th, 27th. It is on schedule at Orange Beach, Alabama. Uh, it's the Billfish Tournament, and it's called the Orange Beach Open. If you want to find out a lot more about it, go to the webpage, orangebeachopen.com. Uh, tuna, wahoo, uh, all the billfish need to be released, and it is strictly artificial bait only. It's presented by Chris Myers Automotive, so that should be a good one. All right, um, let's see. What else did I have for you? Uh, oh, yeah, I want to mention... Um, the, the virtual bass tournament series that's going on by Peter Canizero. Uh, it's open all over the North American continent. Largemouth bass are eligible. You have to be 18 or younger to be eligible in the younger the, the youth category. And it's only $20 per person. You pay that through PayPal. Go to Peter Canizero. That's two N's and two Z's at charter.net. And if you do that by 10 o'clock on Thursdays, You'll be eligible for that weekend. The tournaments run from <clears throat> Friday mornings until uh, through the weekend. So they give out prizes for the heaviest bass, second place, and the heaviest stringer of six bass. And $20 entry makes you eligible for the single fish or the stringer category. All of those you are eligible for. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, uh, we'll get to some more of your text messages. By the way, if you got a question about charter fishing, and I know a lot of you have thought about it, but you've never really done it, and if you want to know some information, text me your question. I'm going to have Richard Fisher from the Louisiana Charter Boat Association on a little bit later on. We'll get him to answer your questions for you. That's 504-260-1870. And I'm back with uh, what the survey says. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, checking our text message board. I uh, got someone headed to Grand Isle to bank fish trout. How do you like my odds? I'm ho- I'm pulling for you because I'm going to do that myself uh, next week. So uh, let me know how you do. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the high winds uh, putting those crashing rollers on the beach. You might have to fish the backside. Uh, we'll fi- we'll talk to Daryl Carpenter a little bit later on. Get some more information on it. All right. Um, let's see. What do we have? Somebody was commenting about my singing. Let's see. What was that? Uh, oh, I learned years ago that the best way to encourage good behavior is by rewarding and acknowledging it. In that spirit, thank you for not singing. <laughs> Only singing I've done recently was for the Louisiana Fish Fry campaign, and by, by singing that You Are My Sunshine, no matter how bad it was, it earned uh, like 100 meals for, for the needy, so I was happy to do that. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, come back and talk about that survey that Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is conducting, and they would love for you to participate in to talk about your speckled trout regulation preferences. That's next after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, the survey that I took this week uh, is put up by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. You know, we've been talking about this for months now. The uh, recent assessments that they have done indicate that the speckled trout have been overfished. We've got a lack of big fish, and we've got a lack of numbers of fish. So they have to, uh, put together some plans and some, some scenarios that will restore those to a safe level. And I know this has been a, uh, an unusually good speckled trout season so far. But, you know, and then we've had, you know, a lot more pressure because people have been out of work and the license sales were 100% increase in the month of April. So that even adds to more of the fishing pressure. But 
in the long term, you know, they've been doing this for years. Uh, they figure these short-term events really don't have that much impact, so they're going to continue with the plan as, as they've been working on. Now, they estimate that taking the survey take you about 12 minutes. I don't think it took me near that. It might have took me six minutes to get through it. Um, anyway, this data is going to be collected, and then they will report it to the Wildlife and Fisheries Commissioners who will be making the decision. Now, in order to get a, an idea of what we're going to be looking at, they give you these scenarios that they ask you whether you strongly support, slightly support, you're unsure about it, if you slightly oppose it or strongly oppose it. So you got about five choices on each one. Here is the ones that they're throwing out. They say all of these will accomplish the mission of restoring the speckled trout to a safe level. It's just a matter of how we get there. One of them would be to change the daily creel limit. Another, this one, would be to change the size limit only. If we went to a 14-inch minimum, we could keep the 25-fish daily creel limit. That is one choice, and they're asking you how strongly or how much you oppose it another scenario is to change both the size uh, change the, the, uh, the 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 creel limit only last one was the size we can keep the 12 inch minimum if we cut the limit to 10 fish from 25 to 10 so there's an option for you there if you like to you know go with the 12 inch which is current right now but instead of 25 maximum fish per day that would be reduced to 10. Then there's also a creel and size change. If they did that, we would lower the creel. The daily limit would go from 25 to 12 fish. The size limit, instead of 12 inches, would go up 1 inch to 13. So that's another option. 12 fish, 12 fish per day with a 13-inch minimum. That's if you change both the size and the bag limit. Then if they change it to a slot limit, that would mean you could keep 12 fish, 13 inch would be the smallest one you could keep, and you keep one of those fish would be allowed over 20 inches. Only one over 20 inches. So if you've got a slot 13 to 20, you can keep all the fish that fall within that and one over that 20 inch, which would be your, your trophy fish, maybe something some would want to mount. All right, then if they also change the size and the creel limit, go with both of that. 15 fish would be the daily limit. Go from 25 to 15, and they would increase the size limit 1.5 inches. It would go to 13 and a half. Uh, some people have trouble measuring <laughs> just on the round numbers. So to go to 13 and a half, I, I don't know. But anyway, that would be another option to do both. If you want to change both the, the, the daily bag and the size limit, 13.5. So again, just kind of recapping, uh, creel limit and size change would be 15 fish, 13.5-inch minimum size. Another choice would be go to 12 fish with a 13-inch minimum and one of those, only one over the 20-inch. That's your slot. Then if you want to change the, the creel and the size, this is another one, an option, 12 fish, 13-inch minimum. So you're going up one inch on the size limit, <clears throat> but you're dropping the, the creel limit by just about in half. Then if you just change the bag limit, the limit from 25 to 10, you can keep your 12-inch minimum. And 25 fish, you can keep it at 25, but you got to go up to 14-inch on the minimum. And there's some other questions. They ask some personal information. Uh, they don't ask you your name. They, it's an anonymous survey. 
but they ask you your age, how often you fish, uh, level of education, typical things that you would see to get a little bit of a database and know who the people are they're talking to. They also ask you where you fish and approximately how many days a year. So that's it. If you want to get a look at it, go to the Wildlife and Fisheries website and look there. There's a a news item that says uh, survey. Fishermen are asked to participate in the survey. And like the texter that wanted to know, if I didn't get one in the mail, can I still participate? Yes, they're asking you. They're soliciting for people to do that. All right, here's some more text coming in. This one wants to know about uh, bass fishing, Bayou Lacombe. I'm probably going to be okay. You know, we had a, there was a pretty good storm surge, pushed in a lot of Lake Pontchartrain water up into Bayou Lacombe, and, you know, it's been dropping and falling. So uh, probably within the next couple of days, if it hasn't already cleared up. If somebody's been out there by Bayou Lacombe, uh, let me know. I'll tell you what, it's become a very, very popular crabbing spot from the bank right there on the, the road that goes down lake road that heads to lake pontchartrain all right we come back after this let's see if we can get an out west report head way out west and talk to captain kirk stance we'll get a report from the hackberry rod and gun operation that's what we do saturday mornings right here on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right uh, we're having a little difficulty hooking up with captain kirk uh, hopefully we can get him on so we can give you a report from uh, out west about the calcasieu big lake area uh, in the meantime, those of you who uh, have been emailing and texting me about uh, any health advisories for the Pearl River, uh, I gave this out last week, but some of you may not have got it, so I wanted to make it because I did get a lot of people who were asking about this. Uh, the city of Jackson, Mississippi, uh, I guess you would say accidentally, inadvertently, dumped about 500 million gallons of sewage into the upper Pearl River. Uh, guess what? It's headed downstream. Now, how much of it will be diluted by the time it reaches the lower Louisiana-Mississippi boundary line? Uh, That's anybody's guess. I'm sure uh, the flow had been slowed up. It probably was all swelled up from the the surge from uh, coming in through the Wrigley's and into Lakes Pontchartrain and Bourne and kind of backing it up in the river. But I'm sure that's starting to fall now, and it's headed downstream. Uh, I've asked Wildlife and Fisheries about it. Uh, One of the people that texted me and brought it to my attention, said that uh, the Department of Environmental Quality, when they contacted them, they they really didn't even know about it. (laughs) They hadn't heard about it, which really, like, floored me. I said, how can can you be in that agency and not be aware of this? Well, anyway, uh, here's the official statement from Patrick Banks, the Assistant Secretary of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, He, of course, puts it on DEQ. They're the primary agency. But, of course, when it comes to fisheries and seafood, Uh, Wildlife and Fisheries is also involved, as is the Department of Health. Uh, They're going to be monitoring it and, uh, you know, be passing that information along. So uh, if there's any impacts to it uh, and they determine that, well, they'll pass that along to us. Uh, One of the things that they're concerned with is when that much uh, nutrients get put into uh, a body of water like that and it heats up, the algal blooms can occur and when the algae bloom dies, then the oxygen gets consumed in the water, and that can lead to uh, a fish kill. Not so much danger from uh, fecal coliform is basically, there's another name for it, uh, but that really doesn't kill fish. It's nasty, but uh, you don't want to be around it for odors and things like that. But uh, fish have to have oxygen in the water, and that can occur so uh, they they keep an eye on it, and we will pass any information we get along that to you. All right, I uh, got a question from a texter. What about Reggio? I guess you want a fishing report. Paul, Patty, you still listening? 
Text me. Tell us, listen to what's going on in Reggio. No, you got your finger on the pulse of it. People have been fishing there since the waters have receded. All right, got a report from Mobile Bay from the backstrap stacker. He said the sheephead bite is on this morning. Yeah, sheephead is uh, uh, really, I consider it a very underutilized fish. Uh, there's, there's plentiful. There's no limit. There's no size limit. There's no creel limit. Uh, they bite. They fight really hard. A little difficult until you get the knack of cleaning them, but I tell you what, there's some excellent uh, fish for frying, and you can uh, use the, the the flesh like crab meat and make stuff, crab patties and other sea, uh uh, dishes with it, anything you would use crab meat for. All right, uh, let's see. We had some more text messages coming in. Oh, I had a question about uh, primitive weapons. Highly debated, political, and physically dangerous at times. NEF, H&R, or CVA for the best single shot for primitive weapon season. That's from Bo. Uh, I'd like to hear from the audience. Uh, if you are, use primitive weapon, which is your favorite? Which do you think would be the best? And the NEF, the H&R, the CVA. I use a, well, TC's the abbreviation of Thompson Center. Uh, I don't do a lot of primitive weapon hunting, but uh, that one has done well for me. It's extremely accurate, and um, as most of those are now, that uh, they've really kind of perfected them, and it's kind of an oxymoron to even call them primitive because they are uh, such good, accurate, and reliable products. All right, uh, oh, here's someone, oh, the guy about singing. I remember you were offered a recording contract. <laughs> oh, that was an <clears throat> April Fool joke years and years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But I think we replayed it on the 30th anniversary show. That's probably where you heard it. Anyway, we come back after this break. Uh, hopefully we'll still get to talk to Kirk, maybe catch him a little bit later on in the hour. If not, we got a, a report from Grant Al coming up with Daryl Carpenter. Stand by. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I have a text that comes in uh, from Big Henry down at Elmer's Island. Uh, crew fishing. The Bayou crew was fishing. They caught 20 trout yesterday. I love to hear that. That's where I'm headed next week. Let's talk to Daryl Carpenter, get some more elaboration on the fishing in Grand Isle. Daryl, it uh, didn't look like the island took too bad of a beating last weekend from the storm. I did get some reports of a, a few camps and some piers that sustained a little bit of damage. But for the most part, I think it came out okay. What was your assessment oh, yeah. down at your place? Not, nothing but a flood event left us a big mess to clean up, a lot of mud, that type of stuff. But uh, but no, no real damage. I mean, you know, deck boards are deck boards. They don't last long in this sun and this environment. So when you get a flood, you're going to lose a few of them, you know? Right. What you got planned today? Well, we we out front right now. It looks like it's going to be doable. Uh, but listening to the report you just did, I might have to turn around and head back toward Elmer's Island. What I can
the people that have been braving it, the catches have been down compared to what they were pre-storm simply because of the weather conditions. But, uh, you know, I think, what, tonight is supposed to calm down, lay down, so the rest of the week should be gorgeous. Yeah, they're calling uh, tomorrow east of 5 to 10, some smooth conditions, uh, not a whole lot of tide. What kind of wind are you getting right now? They're calling for up to 15 later on. Is it looking like it's yeah, going to get that? Oh, yeah, it looks like it's there already. It's east-northeast. Uh, we we were running the back and, and jumped out of the back simply to get out of some, some of that rough water. Like I said, the Gulf is totally fishable right now. It's got There's no rollers whatsoever. It's got a little bit of chop on it. Uh, I, I went to the eastern Grand Isle, and I hadn't made my first stop yet. But from what I can see coming down the side of the boat, it looks like it's going to be muddy, muddy here. So I might make that U-turn and head over toward Elmer's Island. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The fish have been on the beach real good. It's just like I said, today, yesterday and the day before, you had people that tried it, but most of them weren't able to stay long. They had to get off of it because it was just too daggum rough. Uh, today looks like today, you know, that wind is not only supposed to pick up the 15, but I hear it's supposed to swing to the east is what my forecast showed. If that happens, that's going to run everybody off the beach. So you just got to kind of put up with the conditions that Mother Nature gives you. If someone wants to fish on the backside, uh, maybe look for a mixed catch and pick up a few trout, some sheephead, redfish, drum, a flounder. So uh, what would you suggest? Which area to head? Which direction? Oh, you're just going to have to. I mean, stick close to my philosophy is being that most of the trout are down here. Most of the trout are down by the coast right now. There's not a whole lot up in the bar. You just got to stick close because you're going to have to find some kind of wind. You have to find some kind of wind barrier. You had to fish on the lee side of some island or something because let me tell you, it's it's doing that 15 already and it's it's pretty daggum choppy in the back. Uh, it was a trim tab all the way down kind of ride until we were able to get out on the beach. Dow, do you know of any of the marinas that are, are, are not back open? Uh, everybody I checked with said they're full go down there. Is there any places that people might need to avoid or stay away from? No, nah, Don. Now, of course, we're we're fresh behind a but we're fresh behind a tropical storm, so you need to go with both eyes wide open just in case there's any logs or telephone poles or all those deck boards floating around in the water. But everything's wide open. There's there's been no you know, but for for a good three weeks a month now, everything's just been wide. Uh, the shrimp are starting there again. We talked about the decrease in the tide. The shrimp are starting to tail off a little bit. So here in the next few days, it, it may be a little bit difficult to find shrimp until we get some more water moving. But uh, but now everything's open. Uh, from what I understand, most weekends the islands have been running at full capacity on the rental room. So if you hadn't made your plans early, you might you might be sleeping in the truck. But uh, but other than that, no, I mean, Grand Isle is Grand Isle. It's, it's no different than any other summer other than, you know, it, it's like every weekend now. It's almost like talking rodeo. Darrell, uh, they've had a total now, I think, of six fatalities. Uh, get people getting caught in the riptides down there. What can you tell people about being cautious uh, about getting caught in one of those riptides if they're gonna, especially if they're gonna have kids that are swimming out there off the beach? Well, number one, if you got kids swimming off the beach, I wouldn't let them pass the first sandbar. And I, you know, I have my head on a swivel, Don. I mean, those kids, especially if it's kids, they need to be wearing flotation devices. Uh, if it's too rough, I mean, just, I mean, no more than knee deep or whatever. It's, it's, it's. Riptides are everywhere, everywhere you got a beach environment. But it's not, it hasn't just been the riptides. It's been a lot of people that's been going out by the rocks. Grand Isle's putting in those rock jetties, and they've had on the on the east end of the island, they've had those rock jetties for years to help protect that beach. And it, it's folks going out there by the rocks, 
and they get in a slippery situation and they end up falling. Good advice. Darrell, we're going to let you go, get get in the action, and I uh, hope you got a good report for us next week, my friend. Oh, I'm sure uh, uh, this, this week's going to really calm down and straighten up, so even if it's a little bit rough today, I can promise you this week it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn back around, and we're going to have some, some fish coming over the side of the boat by the end of the week. Darrell, one more thing before you go. If someone wants to get a gift certificate for Dad for Father's Day for a fishing trip, how does that go about doing that? Uh, they can get in touch with any of us through DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. They can find me at DrillScreamers.com. You just make a telephone call. We've got gift certificates pre, pre-done, and all we got to do is print them out. We'll email them to them. We'll, we'll snail mail them to them, whatever it takes to get it to them, to where they got something to give that. Go, go, go enjoy a day relaxing on the water. Sounds like a good plan. Thanks again, Darrell. We'll see you next week, buddy. All right, Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com down there in Grand Isle. Yeah, Father's Day is coming up. What's the best gift you ever gave your dad? Or what is the best gift you ever received as a dad? Shoot me a text, 504-260-1870. Also, I've got a couple of questions we'll be asking uh, the director of the Charter Boat Association. Uh, Richard Fisher is going to be joining us in the next hour, and he'll answer any questions you might have. Uh, Perry from Galliano wants to know about a Tacapal launch. <clears throat> Been a while since I fished there. Anybody have any news? Let's help Perry out. Let me know what your report is. We'll be back right after the top of the hour break. We've got more fishing reports. Mike Gallo, yes, I'm going to get him a trestles report for you. And we also got Captain Ryan Lambert coming up too. And your text message is all right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.